we're going to go through every team that we're going to talk about today is in the West, except for one that'll hit at the end. But um, we're trying to hit almost every relevant team, which means like not Detroit and Portland, pretty much. Sorry, Pistons fans. Sorry, Blazers yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah, if, if there's a Pistons fan out there listening to this, please let me know. I don't know how. <laughs> like Swift schemes, dude. That's all. Leave I a go comment ahead. on like Spotify or something, <laughs> like, because I'd be shocked. Um, yeah, and maybe switch teams. But we're gonna start with the Kings today. Um, they got Deer and Fox back over the weekend. Um, he looks better than ever. They've added more shooting, even more shooting than they had last year with Chris Duarte and Sasha Vazenkov who can't play a lick of defense, but is a is a dead-eye stretch for. Um, Fox had 43-7-6 against the Spurs. Um, he looks incredible. I mean, everyone kind of looks incredible against the Spurs, but... Um, well, except for the yeah, except for a team that we're talking about later. <laughs> yeah, except for Mauro's team. Um, uh, he's averaging 32 points per game. But what's really popped so far is the three-pointers for him. He's averaging almost nine attempts per game, 8.6, and he's shooting 42%. Um, both of those numbers are easily the highest of his career so far. I think last year is around like 33, 34. Um, so they teams have been giving him this space. He's been knocking him down. He's, you know, he's teetering on the edge of becoming one of those unguardable guys, like because his first step is so fast that, um, it's like if Jaw were to develop a three-pointer like this, they would be the same thing. Like since his first step is so fast and he's so good at in the paint finishing layups, then it's really hard to defend a guy who can shoot that well. Um, we'll see. We'll, so we'll see if we keep, if it keeps up. The Kings right now as a whole, they're twelfth in defense, um, or they're twelfth on offense and fifteenth in defense. That fifteenth in defense number really pops out. They finished the season twenty-fifth last year. Um, and still yeah. were able to be the three seed in the West. They were the number one offense, though. Um, and you would expect that with Fox, um, you know, the the offense is going to get – the offense is easily going to be in the top ten by the end of the year. And, you know, the defense, maybe maybe it's high because they've been playing Davion Mitchell so far when Fox isn't out there. But um, it's not like Fox is, like, a such a horrible defender. Like, he's, he's quick. No, and, they've been um... – they're, they're top 10 in both offense and defense for the last two weeks. So that would include a little stretch with uh, with Fox back. So Yeah. And and Keegan Murray hasn't even gotten going yet. He's he's 28% from three. He's been a lot better defensively. And he's he's a guy who has length. Um, and then you've got Monk Herter and Barnes in the ring just bombing threes. And I mean, this team is really back to where it was last year, where they're they're fun to watch and they're putting up 130 any any given night. They put up 130 on Dallas. Um either last night or the night before, but um, they've been, you know, they're, they're back to where they are. And, um, you know, the West is probably stronger than it was. And Fox going out does not help, but he came back pretty quick and they're, they're seven and four. So they're right in the thick of things. Um, so they, I think they survived that early test and it's good for them. And I think what we thought about this team was, that they got so lucky with the injury stuff last year. They were one of the healthiest teams I can ever remember. But um, the fact that Fox has already been out and they and they're still, you know, they're they're not only five hundred, they're a little above, and they've been playing beating good teams. That um, it's a sign for for optimism here. And 
if their playoff destiny is going to be the same with with Sabonis and some of the limitations he has offensively that, that we saw the Warriors kind of go after. Um, maybe that's what happens, but you get them in the right matchup versus a team like, you know, the Clippers or these teams that these teams that you maybe won't be able to keep up with them offensively. And, you know, there's not a ton of those in the West because um, the conference is just kind of go, go, go now, but um, it's all about matchups. So if they're able to stay in that, that home court range, you know, who knows? I don't see them being Denver, but um, they're, they're definitely someone to watch out for and need to be taken seriously. They've been impressive. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I just got to pretty much echo everything you said because, I mean, this team is picking up pretty much exactly where we uh, – or where they left off last year. Fox, I think we kind of saw that, like, sort of step into becoming unguardable last year in the playoffs a little bit. Um, and it seems like he's really figured it out. But, yeah, I mean, those three-point numbers, you know, we'll, we'll see if it sticks over the whole season. But, I mean, those – like, that, that's elite shooting you know that's not just like going from like you know a below average guy to about you know just above average guy like that's elite um and that just is like such a scary prospect um they can go small their size may be the big like i guess thing that you worry about against some of these teams in the west but really like the teams that are going to hurt you with size are more in the east anyway so like i think they're going to be mostly fine um come the west playoffs so yeah, this is a, a team that I think we may be kind of underrated coming into the season because I think we both had them outside the top four. Yeah, I definitely did. It was, I mean, it was really the regression thing for me, like just yeah. the fact that they played so well last year. But I mean, if their defense is, if their defense is able to keep in the top half of the league, like yeah, they will be a home court team because that offense is only going to get better when Fox is, you know, playing every single night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about a top five defense and a top 15 – or, sorry, top five offense and a top 15 defense, if they can pull that together, like, that should be a top three seed in the West. And especially with all the troubles that we've been seeing out of some of these these West teams that we expected to be a little bit better, um, I think they can kind of definitely fill that void. And the continuity helps because a lot of these other teams in the West, they didn't have that continuity from last year, whether it was – injuries for certain teams um but you know and just adding new pieces for other teams i think denver and sacramento are sort of the two teams in the west that really have this level of continuity um, from last year to this year yeah uh, i think the continuity yeah it definitely does help even even a team like golden state they've lost six in a row they're they're kind of like the kings don't even have the problem of developing like Moody and and yeah. uh, Kaminga, like the Warriors have, and kind of I think Chris Paul has done a good job of uh, getting himself acclimated to how they play. But like you know, the Warriors fans are already going after Kerr. They've lost six in a row. Um, like even you know the Lakers are are putting in some new pieces, um, but the Kings are. I mean, other than Duarte and Dzingkov, are just shooters. It's not like they're they're demanding the ball ever. Um, so the Kings have the Kings have done that continuity. There was there's a lot of buzz around them in the offseason. They might go after Draymond and um they were, you know, they were kind of a dark horse for Beal, but they they stood pat and they they believed in their team. They're they're well coached with Mike Brown too. So and they have they still have one of the best home court advantages, if not the best. So um yeah. That that's definitely a plus. Um 
I know there were some rumblings I saw today that they might be going after Levine or Siakam. I don't know if I'd like. I don't know if I like that. Siakam one really doesn't. Siakam I like a little bit more. Why? You know, like, but like him and Sabonis just seems so like redundant. That is true. That is true. I I don't know. I maybe it's just because I like Siakam more than Levine, but like yeah. I, I feel like he would find a way to fit. It would be. Their offense would have to change quite a bit, though. Yeah, you I like Siakam right. to the Hawks. I think would be amazing. I like that. Uh, I, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. But as for Levine's a little harder to fit in, I think. Uh, yeah. The Lakers are an obviously obvious spot for him, um, and the Heat will be the Heat will be all over that too. But I think the Heat. I mean, it seems like Levine's going to be the one who gets traded if it does happen between those two yeah. guys and DeRozan. If it's Levine, I think there's a bigger market, but I don't like none of the landing space and the landing spots. I'm like, oh, that's that's gonna be awesome. Like, I just don't, I just don't love a lot of those places. Um, but the Kings, it's like you put him in the barn slot, or maybe you put him in the herder spot and have herder come off the bench and. Yeah, I just I, I don't really like anything that takes the ball out of Fox's hands right now. That's yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah, and I guess even getting Siakam kind of you know leans into that. So. Siakam definitely helps them defensively. Like, yeah, I just don't think that's a big enough bump for them to like. It's not worth it for them to make the move, but I think it's more worth it. Like, there's more upside than the Levine move. Yeah, Siakam's almost yeah because Siakam's like a point forward too, and like yeah, like how does he fit in with like I don't. I feel like there any possession with him like standing on standing in the corner is just kind of weird, but I mean that's what yeah. we're Clippers too. So um yeah. who we're gonna get to. Um okay, to a team that we mentioned in the Levine stuff, uh the Lakers. Um they're playing a little faster this season. They're eleventh in pace. Uh, right now they're twenty-fourth in offense and eleventh or tenth in defense. Um LeBron, I mean, you really can't say enough. He just turned 39. He's averaging 27, 7, and 7. He had the game-winning free throws last night against Houston. Uh, I mean, he's they're putting a lot of miles on him, but, I mean, Katie's getting a lot of miles too, and it's so is Jokic. Like, it's kind of just the nature of this stuff so far, and AD hasn't really been able to, to hold that – to – carry that load i guess and lebron's i mean the the three-point shooting he's shooting almost 40 percent from three this year um yeah a guy who's struggled so far is reeves um just teams are kind of attacking him defensively and his size has kind of impacted his finishing against the rim it really popped in that even even an opening night game which is almost a month ago now um like the size the nuggets kind of bothered him at the rim and they were they were kind of attacking him in switches and uh, D'Angelo Russell is an obviously obvious trade piece, so you could include in this, you can include in a, some a trade for someone like Levine or a Kyrie if things go south in Dallas down the road. Um, but I mean, he's he's so streaky, and and they're um, the defense is 13 points better um, when uh, Russell is off the floor, so you're kind of trading for that. Um, I mean, the team's really at their best when they're. When they're generating offense from their defense and getting out in the fast break because LeBron is just the best decision maker out there. And then 80s, like a pterodactyl flying still for, for stuff. Um, I mean, Christian Wood has been good for them, um, honestly. And <laughs> uh, Prince has been good as well. And 
Reddish has Reddish is like has this reputation of being a great defender now, which I didn't really see coming. Um, and he's yeah, he missed that 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 three late against the Heat, but he's he's out there for them at times. Um, I don't know. It seems like they're just chugging along, um, and it like it really doesn't seem like they're going to get a top six seed. It looks like they're playing bound again, and maybe they come out of it again. But it just just seems less and less likely with how much talent there is in the West now. It seems like there's more talent than last year. So um, I think they're they're hovering around 500. It just has to be better than that for them to like they need they need to like be gaining space now while they're not dealing with injury lingering stuff to LeBron and AD because it really hasn't happened yet. I think AD's only missed yeah. one. LeBron hasn't missed one yet. I could be wrong, but I know I think you're right about that. Especially compared to some of these other teams that are like behind them right now that had been dealing with injuries, um, you know, like their sons are kind of on their heels. The Pelicans are on their heels, the Clippers, Warriors. Like you, you have a lot of teams that are going to make up ground in that second half of the season. Um, but yeah, and it seems like they're kind of clawing, clawing away wins here and there. Um, obviously beat the Rockets by a point yesterday, but got blown out by them a couple weeks back. Um, yeah, they barely know, beat the Magic. Like, Barely beat the Magic. They do have two wins against the Suns. I think Booker and Beal didn't play in either, but like those are, like those are good wins to get because like those are wins you have to have right now. Um, but yeah, it hasn't. Like nothing about how they played has really impressed me so much so far. Um, LeBron, like you said, is having to shoulder so much of that load right now that like you're it, it does worry me you know like he, we've kind of seen him run out of steam it felt like in the playoffs even last year he was running out of steam slowly at some points um and i don't i just don't know if you can really count on him to be able to to keep that much of like the offense and while playing you know really good defense as well like it's just not really something that i think you can count on throughout the season anymore um the miles are like going to start adding up so a little bit like mildly concerned, not really with their record, but just like the way that they've been getting these wins. Yeah, I mean, they're not blowing anyone out besides they, they had like the best three point shooting team in a, like ever, but in a game, they had they shot like 64% from three against yeah. the Grizzlies, completely destroyed them. And then when the Thunder did like the same thing with the Blazers last night, um. So they like other than that they they really haven't been blowing anyone out and um, yeah I think I think they they are very good in the clutch because they're just some of the length that they have and LeBron kind of controlling everything but um, yeah I think they need to be gaining ground and not and not struggling right now um, it's not like they're like sure they're integrating pieces but it's not like it's it's like the Bucks and or the Clippers where like the stars are new like. This team, the core of the team has been the same for the past two years, and they missed Rui early. Um, they missed – I think Vanderbilt hasn't played this season. Um, no, no. But, I mean, they – if if this is this is going to be a team that people are expecting to get back to the conference finals, you can't be hovering around 500 all year because you're not going to get lucky. It's, it's unlikely that you're going to get really lucky with the matchups for the second year in a row where you're playing yeah. two teams – one in Memphis in the first round where they're missing all of their bigs pretty much and Jaw gets hurt. And then in the second round, you're playing a Warriors team who just can't compete with you and the size who who are coming off a, a seven game war 
So yeah, um, it's unlikely that they get that lucky again. Gabe Vincent's been really disappointing for him so far too. Yeah, he's been out. Yeah, he's injured. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's that thing. Like the guys who leave the Heat, same thing happened to, to Kendrick Nunn when he went to the Lakers. Like he was terrible. Yeah. And it's it's a weird phenomenon. There's 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 a decent amount of examples with the Heat like to keep their guys. Otherwise, otherwise they'd be more. Oh, Josh Richardson, you know. Yeah, Richardson. But Struess is the one person that's really had success on the past so far. Yeah. But other than that, like these guys that leave the Heat in those role playing roles just don't produce the same. Yeah. Um, the Clippers now uh, to the other LA team. They started zero and six after the Harden trade, um, and then their last win they beat they they played they did play the Nuggets down to the wire, um, which was their in the in the tournament game. I think that was a Friday night. Um, yeah, which was a really good game. But uh, Harden hits the three at the end to beat the Rockets. Um, I want to say that was on Saturday. Um, that was last Friday. Well, like two days ago, right? Like three, uh, days, when, ago. three days ago, yeah. Yeah. Like, wasn't I've, like, I've lost track of days. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are 15th in offense. They're ninth in defense. The defense has not slipped up a bit with Harden, which I think is a positive. Um, if you're looking for yeah. one, the offense has just got to be better. Um it's clear the offense that, is pretty horrendous sometimes. Yeah, the, the Grizzlies they played the Grizzlies on a Sunday where the Grizzlies beat them for like their first win in a long time. Um, yeah, it was rough. Like Kawhi, Kawhi looked like he didn't have any lift. Um, Harden like just kind of threw the ball out of bounds to PG, um, and I think it's improved from there. But um, there's just not a lot of movement off the ball, which I guess you could have seen coming. But like, yeah, you would think that. A coach like Lou would be able to figure this out a little bit more. Um, we were high. We were high on the idea of this team after the trade, but um, they they just moved Westbrook to the bench, so the starting five is now going to be Harden, uh, Man, PG, Kawhi, and Zubats, which I think is a better than having Westbrook out there with Harden. So I just yeah. don't think that works. Um, but I think you got to. You got to find a way to get to get Kawhi, PG, and Harden screening for each other and moving and cutting, and maybe that's just not going to happen with Harden, but it should be able to happen with the other two. Um, and PG has been their best player this season, like easily. Um, he was fantastic in the in the the close loss versus Denver. Um, still kind of waiting for Kawhi to get going. Um, just the yeah, shooting. he's going up and down. Huh? Yeah, he's just he's just missing missing a lot of those mid range looks that he usually makes, and like the three point shooting has not been great for him either. And you would think that 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 would start it off so good, I think, because like we yeah, talked about, yeah, we talked about him being he was great in the Lakers game that they played yeah. in the season, um, and really came out strong. But he's been, he's been pretty bad ever since they got Harden. Um, you would think that his three point his three pointer at least would be improved based on him getting maybe some more open looks, but it just really hasn't been the case. Um, the role guys have been solid and that, that really helps their floor. Um, but yeah, um, I, I would love to see them get those guys sort of attacking the short roll off the screens for each other to where they can just kick out shooters. Zubats and Harden are looking great as a pick and roll partnership though. 
Um, that's been something that, that has been. I think we expected. Yeah, yeah, that's been there since day one. Um, so that that's something that they that they can go to when they need a bucket. But uh, it's kind of it's just weird not seeing Kawhi and PG involved in some of these possessions when Harden's out there. Yeah, that's been the big thing that like it just feels like they haven't really figured out what they need to do with each other. And like, I think because we saw that Brooklyn fit like just happen so naturally with Harden, like when Harden came in, I kind of expected the same thing from these guys. And I guess it's just going to take a little bit more time uh, with Kawhi and PG. And like, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe part of it is that like Kawhi is still kind of trying to get his legs under him a little bit too. Um, but yeah, PG and Harden both look pretty good against Denver. Um, I didn't see their win against Houston, so I can't really talk to that, but like, I would assume that they both played pretty well. Uh, if you're beating a Houston team, that's been pretty good so far this season. Um, but yeah, I think like, especially in the games that I watched like early on, cause I was watching some of that Brooklyn game and like, that was probably like the peak of like how ugly it could get offensively for them. And like, it's just, it's so stagnant for them. There's no real like plan of attack. Like it feels like they're kind of passing the ball just cause like they have to, but not cause like there's actually like a plan to attack. Um, so yeah, I mean, I- I'd love to see a little bit more, like you said, like either short roll stuff or just like some sort of like small, small pick and roll just to like see what Harden and Kawhi, like what kind of space they can create. Um, even like Harden and PG, like I'd be curious, like PG's not a bad screen setter. Like Kawhi, Kawhi's kind of iffy, I think, but like, uh, I don't, like Paul George is like pretty solid. Um, and so like, I, I'd be curious to see what like they can kind of come up with. Cause like that offense has the potential to be so fun. Um, and we just haven't really seen it yet. And so I kind of like, it like bothers me more just cause it's like, this has the potential right here to, to be yeah. like, there's so many different things you can do with it. Um, and like when they go small, like it really should be like, they're just outscoring everybody. You would think, um, I know Harden, like a big thing that he even talked about after one of his press conferences, I think after their like fourth straight loss, was it like, he's just not shooting the ball. Um, like he'll get catch and shoot opportunities. And like there were multiple yeah, times like I'm awesome. watching, but I'm like, dude, just shoot it. Like, <laughs> You caught the ball, you're open, and, like, he just refused to shoot it, so. Yeah, the catch-and-shoot stuff, and, uh, I mean, that was something that was talked about a lot when they made the move. Like, he, he's just never really had those kind of opportunities, so maybe he's not used yeah. to it. I mean, he's, a, he's, he's one of the best shooters ever. Like, he needs to be shooting those, <laughs> plain and simple, so. Um, it's almost like he, like, wants to create something for the other two sometimes. Like, I, I don't really know what the mentality is, but, like, yeah, it's just, like, if you have the shot, like yeah, you have the space, he's just very used to like attacking off the dribble and kicking it out for for threes. That when he gets yeah. one, he's like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, okay, moving on to the Thunder. Um, we've talked about this team already, but they've had they had a hell of a weekend. Um, they beat the Warriors in a thriller on Saturday night, where Chet hit this fading. Yeah, buzzer beater like where it looked like he stepped out of bounds we didn't did you see the did you see the like uh the court side view of that low angle yeah yeah that's the most unbelievable shit i've ever seen yeah where wiggins (laughs) plays like perfect defense and chet's just just tall enough to get the shot off um they played the they blew out portland last night they became the first team in the last 25 years to shoot 60 percent from the floor 60 percent from three and make all of their free throws um what? chet is a 50 40 90 
uh, player so far. And he's like easily not on small volume. No, he's like shooting like 46% from three. He's the second best defensive player in the league, according to estimated points added right now, which is an advanced stat, but that's pretty insane. Um, Isaiah Joe went crazy against the Warriors. I think he was seven for seven from three. Um, I've seen him do that. He's shooting like 50% from three, and they're plus 14 when him's on the floor. And then Shea is just getting to any spot he wants. He's averaging 36 and six. He's a dark horse. Unguardable. I mean, they're they're nine and three. Like he's a dark horse MVP if they're a top three seed. And um, he's been really good defensively this year. He averages two point five steals a game, which is easily the most in the league. Um, and he's fifth in deflections. And then Jalen Williams, who is their guy, who was like top three in rookie of the year voting last year. He's just like he's doing. He's like almost doing a smaller version of Shea, where he just gets to the mid range stuff. Um, and they're both they're both pretty pretty lanky for being uh, one and a two guard. So um, they're really hard to play. They're hard to guard. They're super physical. They play hard and they have a great coach. So um, it's safe to say that we were too low on this team because they yeah. are a legit top three seed in the West right now, and they're playing and yeah. beating teams. I mean, they played the Warriors three times. They're two and one, and the one loss was that Draymond tip in. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And they blew him out one of those nights, too. Yeah. It's got me a little worried because uh, I don't know if I told you, but I had a little little bet with uh, my roommate, my former roommate from Syracuse, that if OKC finishes top three, Shea gets MVP and Chet gets uh, Rookie of the Year. I'm just going to give him a little – I think it was like 5 or $10. I don't even remember what it was. But, like, uh, I, like I, there's no way. I just thought there's absolutely no way all three of those things happen. I mean, Chet when is like he's probably he's definitely second right now because the Wimby hype is just worse second, right? Yeah. But like he's been it's better so close. straight up. Yeah. And there's a Mobley conversation to be had with him. Yeah. Where he's like already just miles better than what Mobley's doing right now, especially offensively, where it's like, damn, like Moby's yeah. played heavy minutes for two years now. And this is Chet's like Chet's played like 10 games and he's just yeah. he's just miles ahead. Um it's crazy. I mean, like what is the ceiling of this team? Like are they contending? Uh I'm not gonna go that far. Like I I think I respect like Denver and like, yeah, I don't know, even Phoenix a little bit too much to say that OKC is, like, in that contender conversation already. Um, you know, like, they're, they are a pretty clear tier below. Actually, I probably won't even throw Phoenix in there at this point. But, like, they are pretty clearly below, like, I think the Boston, Denver, like, real contenders tier. But, like, this is, like, it feels like at worst this is a Sacramento-esque year from last year for them where, like, they do – even if they don't finish top three, like this is a very, very good four or five seed at worst. And like, they're going to be a threat and they're probably going to take some team that didn't expect to go seven in the first round to seven. Um, if not outright win a first round matchup, uh, like it, that's like highly matchup dependent, but like there are, there are teams that I think yeah. would not want to face them in the first round for sure. Um, but yeah, I think like, to me, that is kind of the cap on them. Like I don't really see them being able to get past, like get out of the west like i think there's just too many 
good teams uh, and like they just don't have that playoff experience to draw on like I I probably like even trust like a Dallas a little bit more because like Luca's been there done that like they he, he's gonna get it done um, but like yeah I mean this is this is probably a team that like I think previously we thought they were about like three to five years away from contending and now like all of a sudden the window is like two to three years probably um and like yeah i mean chet like i I don't think either of us expected him to be this good this early like yeah i i could have seen him putting up the numbers but like kind of as like empty numbers not on like a team that's actually winning and like he's heavily contributing to that winning um but yeah no this is like this team is just built so well they have sort of everything that we look for in like a modern basketball team. They got a whole bunch of guys that can shoot. They got a whole bunch of guys that can dribble. Um, they can play make for themselves and for others. Uh, I mean, literally you're, you're like seven footer is out here doing whatever that shot was against Golden State, man. So like, I, I just don't know like how you, um, how you count these guys out, but like, yeah, it, really like if they had a little bit more experience, like if, if SGA had like two really good playoff runs under his belt coming into this year, I'll be like, yeah, like this team is ready to contend. But like as good as he's been, like you go up against Denver in like a second round or something like, okay, it gets a little messy, but I don't know. They could sneak in on the conference finals depending on who they get. Yeah. And the thing about them is they're so deep. They have legitimate, like legitimately 12 NBA guys and can add like Kendrick. <laughs> Like Kenrich Williams, like an afterthought for them now, and he was like really yeah. good last year. Um, yeah. And Case and Wallace has been solid to start. He's playing a lot for them already. Um, just like guy guys that you see in the in the lottery, like Usman Jang, like people like that. Mm-hmm. Like they have Garuba now um, too. Yeah. Like just that was your guy. Yeah, a bunch a bunch of dudes that they can just throw out. Um, if Shea gets hurt, obviously that's everything. But um, yeah, I mean he's he's. He's at that level now that, like, we've talked about with Fox, where, like, these offensive players are just getting so ridiculous that, like, you cannot make – even, like, in a betting world, like, you cannot make these totals high enough for some of these games. Like, I'm seeing, like – I'm seeing, like, that Bucks mavericks game the other night was, like, over under 247. Like, I've never seen a total that high. Like, in, yeah. like, any Pacers game – Even then. Oh yeah. My. Yeah. Even any Pacers game is just going over. So, like, some of the talent – like, the offensive talent right now is just totally outpacing the defense. And – um that's something you just can't defend like when they're so good at scoring individually like how do you you can't scheme against that yeah you know and you're like spacing these out like okay see that's the thing like they have guys that can shoot you know it's not just you know even last year i think they like didn't quite have the shooters round shade to like really make him as effective as he is this year but like now it's like you can't double him you can't send two to him every time or like you know, shade over the help a whole bunch to like make sure that you can't get into like his little sweet spot. Like there's just no way to do it. You know, you're stuck on this little island and like SGA Island is not where you want to be stuck, man. Like that's dangerous. You're gonna die. It's it's yeah, it really feels like the only team that's been able to balance offense and defense at like an elite level, right? So far has been the Wolves. Like you yeah. think like even like the Nuggets are not elite defensively and like Boston I'll I'll throw in there. Boston, yeah, Boston would be the other one, but like, there, it's just so hard to do that now. Like, if you're if you're going to be a top ten offense, there's chances are you're probably going to be a top bottom ten defense because that's just like if you're playing with that kind of pace and the guys that you have, like the Pacers have no chance defensively, but they're always going to score 120 if they hit yeah. the shot. Um, yeah. Okay, your team now. Um, 
they are treading water. Um, Beals played once against the Bulls. He has that back injury. He's going to be out for like another month, it seems like. Um, yeah. Injuries are weird. Um, I watched the entire Jazz Suns game last night that went to double OT. Um, yeah, an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a great game. Keontae George was talking shit to KD. Um, and I mean, the that big thing. Yeah, they were like, no, he's good. Um, they were like the Suns, like basically their offense becomes like KD or Booker gets doubled. They yes. swing it out. But then it's frustrating because like Gordon will have, or like Gordon or, or Grayson will like have a look at a three and then they'll pass it off to what they think is like a better look. And then it ends up not being a better look. Yeah, And it's just kind of like, that's what seemed to happen over and over again. And the Nurkic is kind of just like chugging along, like taking up space and getting rebounds, but like, he's just not someone like, they're not even really involving him in action anymore that much. Like it's kind of seems like he's going so much you can do with him. Yeah. And Katie's playing a ton of minutes. Booker's playing a ton of minutes. They are staggering them a lot, which I think is good because you have to, they don't really have any nobody Raiders other than that. But, like, I don't know. Their offense seems unstoppable sometimes, especially with Booker. Like, Booker in that opening night game, like, immediately was like, wow, like, this is special. And maybe maybe he's still coming from the – he had a decent game last night, but he's still he's – still That was of, his first off game, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's been putting up, like, 30 and something every – and he broke the assists – or he was, like, the first guy since Steve Nash to get, like, 15 or 16 assists, whatever it was. Yeah, that, that first time they played the Jazz. First time he was Utah, yeah. Um, the, in the tournament game, he, he had, like, 16 or something assists. And yeah. yeah, that's just – I mean, they're doubling – like, like these teams will just double one of those guys and then they kick it out to shooters. As long as the shooters knock down the looks, they should be okay. But, like, are, how – what's the level of concern about the Beal thing? Because that really – that's really all this comes down to. Dude, I think I read somewhere today that, like, apparently it's not, like, a, a structural thing, but, like, there's, like – it's like something else. It's just like a, I don't know if it was a nerve or like they, they said something's just wrong with his spine. Like it's just like I, I didn't fully understand if it's like shaped weird or if there's like something wedged in there. Like it's a weird deal. Um, that made me probably more concerned because like it just sounds like something that like is like a I guess like a not like a, like a genetic thing essentially. Like it's just the way that he's built, and so like I don't even know if that's like something you can solve. Um, and so if it's not something you can solve, like, I don't know what you do with it, you know, like, it, it just feels like something that's going to be reoccurring throughout the season. I don't understand how this wasn't like brought up before. Like, I, I don't know if I just didn't read enough into the Beal stuff before the trade, but back wasn't like this much of a concern in like Washington, if I can remember right. I don't know if it was the back specifically. I mean, he always did miss a he missed a ton of games under the radar, and like, yeah, right. sometimes they were just shutting him down because they wanted to tank. But that's like, what I figured. Never like he was um, the image of health. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, I'm a little bit concerned. I don't know how much we're gonna see him before like January. Really, um, they've only played once together, and like, they looked okay. I think they lost that game actually. Um, but yeah, it's no, just you know they won yeah. by one against the Bulls. Yeah, it was something really close against a not very good team. Um, so like I don't know, it's fairly concerning at this point. And like you did give up 
a lot of pieces to kind of get him. And like now it's really starting to show because like the especially when Booker was also out, like the non KD minutes just look so ugly. Like there's nobody else that can create consistently. You got like Eric Gordon bringing the ball up. Like it's just not good. Um, and like I love Eric Gordon, but like my man is not. He's not a point guard, you know, and he's not going to be able to get it done. Um, there's just like a lack of fluidity outside of like the Booker KD offense essentially. Um, and like, I mean, it's good that like, there's so many, there's like a million things you can do with Booker and KD. So like it works out when they're on the floor together, but like, if they're not on, even if one of them's not on the floor, like it just starts getting so one dimensional and you're just getting so reliant on like KBD hidden shots and like a Kogi hidden shots. Cause like, they still like Gordon and Grayson, like you said, like they're swinging the ball most of the time because like they, they have good looks, right? It's not bad looks, but it's like they're not great looks either. They're not the ones being left open in the corner, right? Yeah. You know, the guy being left in the open in the corner is probably a Kogi. And like, you know, he's came a long way. Don't get me wrong, but like this is not, not a comfortable situation to be in. Yeah, you don't want to have to take that chance every time. Um I think Booker will start to get back from himself. I mean, he, he, it's like the injury stuff with him has been so weird to start this year. Like, it's like it's like leg, ankle, foot, thigh. Like, yeah, just calf, yeah. like, and it's on different legs. Like, you don't really know what's going on with that. And I think the Beal thing is should be a real concern. Um, no, I, I genuinely don't know how much he's going to play this season. If, if he plays less than thirty games this season, I at this point I would not be surprised. <laughs> genuinely. Like it, it's grim. It is so grim. We're in oh. November. It's November twentieth. It's almost Thanksgiving, and this man has suited up once. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. We're. I mean, we're like, we're like fifteen percent through the season, probably. Like he needs to be playing more. Um, He's you know, playing one game every two months. How many like games does he end up with? Like six, seven. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're what like seven and six right now. Like they need to. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Lakers. They need to gain some ground, um, and yeah. you know, so they can avoid Denver and they can avoid some of these teams. Like, yeah, man, that's a big thing. You don't want to be that four-five seed. You don't want to have to face Denver in the second round. You don't want to have to face Denver until the conference finals if you have to. Yeah, and if you're in the four-five, you're probably playing like Minnesota in the first round. You're probably playing like like a, a Memphis team, which just got better. Like, there's no easy route in the West. Like, you want to, be, you need to be playing a team that gets off the plan. So, yeah. it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. Um, Nah, I have. I'm losing faith. I'm losing steam fast. It was bad. Oh well, they need their guys back. The Pelicans. Yeah. We need our guys back. Um, you guys Theft, need your guys back. Yeah, Grand Theft Alvarado has returned tonight. Um, this is his first game back. Uh, Trey Murphy the third is going to be out for seems like a little while. Nance is out right now. Um, McCollum. Um, collapsed his lung for the second time in two years, which is something so unlucky and obscure and weird that it could really only happen to us. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, how does that happen twice in two years? Like, I I don't know, dude. I I don't even know how it happens once. (laughs) Like, to be honest with you, (laughs) never heard of that injury before in my life. We picked up some good wins against some good teams lately. Uh, beat destroyed the Mavericks. Beat the Nuggets pretty soundly. Um, in the Nuggets game, Zion was like unstoppable getting to the rim, so he's yeah. looked really good. Um, he isn't taking threes at all. Um, he's like Zion? 
he's like less than half an attempt a game, which is That's, like shockingly wow. low. Like, because I guess he doesn't really need to, to be fair. No, like even his rookie year, like he was like, you know, she like one or two a game. Like it's just nothing, um, which is, I guess it's fine, but it's just like, I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know if we expected him coming out of college to just like have no jumper like, at all. So, yeah, I don't think I expected him to have no jumper. Yeah. Um, the offense kind of looks clunky when Ingram has the ball when Zion's out there because Ingram's shooting like 23% from three and yeah. doesn't really look like he wants to shoot them. He's just gonna he goes for those mid ranges a lot, which I think is fine at the end of games. It really helps us. But when Zion's out there, it's kind of like, why are we not just doing points Zion with our shooters? Because this team does have some good shooting. Um, Hawkins out of UConn is just like, we'll shoot off a of movement same with matt ryan who was on the lakers last year if you remember he's he's been really good for us unironically um they both of those both of those guys have really helped like prop up the floor a little bit um if you re- i really want to see a lineup with trey murphy and hawkins because those guys both have deep range and zion like kicking out to to them would be fun uh, herb jones has been good um he guarded luca really well in that game um we're in the bottom 10 in offense and defense. We're only like, we're like five and six. So it feels like we should be worse. Um, Like I want to see the offense gets better first. Like I'm not sure how good this team realizes. I'm not sure how good this team will be defensively, like being realistic. Um, I think the offense is definitely nowhere to go, but up, Um, you know, Ingram's not going to shoot 23% from three all year. So um, yeah, he needs to get going, but. Well, he picked it up last night, didn't he? Or two nights ago? He was good in the um well Zion didn't play last night against the Wolves. Yeah, that would be the game then, I think. Um or no, that was that wasn't last night. It was the night before. But he he didn't play. Yeah, he got yeah, yeah. carried below, but like that's without Zion. Like when they're out yeah. there they need to both be good. And that really hasn't happened since that first point Zion season in twenty twenty one. Um, yeah. you know, McCollum's McCollum helps the team a lot just with the shooting, just like every other night when he's out there, he's hitting like five or six threes just off of the Zion drives that attract so much attention. But just another team like the, the, the Suns and the Lakers are just chugging along, and like I feel like are just gonna get kind of clumped down there at the bottom. Like, I didn't I didn't have him in the playoffs because I knew this would happen, but I like it's just like damn, <laughs> it's still disappointing, even with the low expectations. Somehow they still disappoint you. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, I'm gonna hit on the Cavs real quick. You had no interest. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Cavs, man. Don't <laughs> they don't interest me? They're not gonna do well in the playoffs. I don't. They can get the one seed. They could be a top three offense and defense going into the playoffs. I still got them bounce. They're out. They're not good. Hear that, Cavs nation? You are not good. All right, I'm that's, like, my rant. that's like me and the Bulls. Like, I'll never talk about the Bulls. Yeah, man. Like, there's no reason. I used to be so high on the Cavs, too. I love you guys, but, like, man, there's no excitement there. There's nothing. It doesn't matter what well, you Well, they're seven and six. It seems like they play better when only Garland or Mitchell is out there and not both. Um, they're 17th in offense, which is bad, and they're 13th in defense, which might be even worse considering, like, what this team was last year. I think they were, like, third um chet just looking better than mobley like five miles already it's just 
concerning. Mobley has no jump shot whatsoever, even within, even like from mid range, like from the elbows and places like that. He just has nothing. Um, you just need him to be Lamarcus Aldridge, man. That's it. Just have a little jumper, go get to the elbow and just hit that. You need to be like Tim Duncan light, like or I don't yeah. know. They need him to have some have a little bang off the glass, like something, yeah. you know. Um, has been good for them. Levert has been good for them. Jared Allen has barely played. He's had some weird injury stuff. Um, they did destroy the Warriors last night, uh, but the Warriors have lost six in a row. So I don't know if that's really like a, a victory lap um, anymore. But definitely not. It feels like like last year we talked about this too. It feels like the ultimate version of this team is going to be Mobley at the five. Without Allen, yep, and he's not ready yet. So until he's ready, I don't really know where it's going. And I'm with you; like they're just they seem so not viable in the playoffs. Yeah, because there's too many problems. They they don't match up well. There's not a team that I'm like, oh yeah, you guys match up well against them. I I just don't see where the win is. Yeah, in the it past, was awesome it was like, in theory, they match up okay against Milwaukee because they have Mobley and Allen to carve the on to deal with the honest. But it's like yeah. now that Milwaukee has Dame, it's kind of like what do you do? Like Okoro is good, but he's not quick enough for Dame. Um, so yeah, I think I think they're in purgatory. Uh, and if Mitchell Mitchell gets upset, a move could come. It, there's been no rumblings of that so far, but like I mean, they're committed to build around Mobley, so it might be a while before the team is going to be contending. Like. Might be another two, three years. Um, and I'm just higher on them than that. The Cavs are like pretty much where I expected Philly to be this year. Like stuck in purgatory. They're not really sure what their identity is. Don't really have an offense. Their defense is like passable, but not good enough to make up for not having an offense. Like that, yeah, it's just they completely assume the role that Philly was supposed to take. Yeah, yeah, they're. I think that's a good comparison. It's like, I mean, that makes the Cavs look really bad because <laughs> yeah. the continuity that they do have, and they don't even have the excuse of working in these yeah. new guys. So uh, they gained exactly what they needed to over the offseason, and they're still stuck. Yeah, they yeah. they added the shooting that we all wanted them to get. You're right. Yeah, and I don't know. I think their coach sucks too. Yeah, the coach staff is really bad. Yeah. But, like he's not going to be fired if they are like a top five seed. So he's not bad enough to be fired, but he's not good enough to win you playoff series. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, and with that, <laughs> wow, rough one for Cavs Nation. Yeah.